From coffee house chats to hard to swallow conversations. Join our journey as we document our everyday thoughts on personal growth, career, finances, family, and everything in between. Hey, this is Reynard. And this is Nika. And, and welcome, welcome to, to our perspectives. Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Perspectives. Alright, so we barely made it to this one as so, well. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Why is that? Wait. I think we've been a bit busier in the last few weeks. Yeah. Days. Well, it's because we're opening our the second branch of our co working space. Right. Which you guys should plug. pay a visit. <laughs> free plug. Free plug. Yes. And that <laughs> relates to our topic for today, yeah, which is actually. starting businesses. And the official topic, I believe, is do you know. Do you have what, do you it, have takes? what it takes to start a business? Right. Do you? Yeah. So. <laughs> Do we? But but yeah, because you know some people see um, maybe what we're doing, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they're you know they're well off or something because they're doing yeah. business left and right. Mm-hmm. And you know, for me recently, um, I have always been one. Wa- I not always, but I've been wondering like, there's so many of these franchise businesses popping up, mm-hmm. like especially those 39, 38 peso coffees, and I'm uh-huh. like, is there so many people starting a business now, <laughs> or like, is it? Mm-hmm. A lot easier now because like you know for me before it was a lot um basically harder like i didn't really have an understanding like franchising was not i guess uh common knowledge but now everyone seems to be yeah. doing it easily mm-hmm. so yeah i guess i've never we've never done that right we went a different path yeah. which we'll talk about in mm-hmm. a bit yeah right and how about you like well recently um one of my friends actually asked me like are you able to afford the lifestyle that you have? <laughs> mm. I mean, I, I, I certainly do not think that I have like a very luxurious lifestyle, but it's very comfortable as well. Mm. Like, um, you know, um, I do not buy branded stuff, but it's certainly uh, like I can buy things when I want to. Branded. Not, not brand- <laughs> branded. Branded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't want to dig into that. Well, so my my recent that my recent experience actually well that question actually made me think well because people actually think that it's the multiple businesses that you know we own that led us here right because right? we have the co-working space we have Augment Digital which is um, a digital marketing agency and um, what else you have you have our um, so different yeah. and different industries, yeah. and we've tried a few that mm-hmm. have not worked out. Mm-hmm. We actually have a lot of. We started a lot that you know are not in not existence anymore. For sure, because they also failed. Yeah. So this this like experience actually, um, yeah. Going back, I really th- I really thought that businesses were the way as well. Like I think it's like people really think that the, the way to go, the way to be financially. Um, independent is to start a business but in reality I mean at least in my case mm-hmm. it isn't the reason why I am financially independent mm-hmm. so I actually still freelance on the side which um, I have a client a US client that holds the majority of my income mm-hmm. so it is not the businesses that I own which right. made me realize one of the things that um, I encountered during um, like the first few weeks after I graduated, mm. I actually applied for a job and then 
the person who owned <laughs> who owned that company asked me what uh, he was the one who interviewed me and, and he asked me what um, my plans are future plans are and I told him that I wanted to start a business of my own and then he told me that why <laughs> and then and then I told him that I I I I want to I want to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the story. Oh yeah, I didn't. Know the story. Oh, you know the you know the company vision. Oh yeah, let's keep it. Yeah, it can only endorse. <laughs> Grand. Wait, I I told him that I, I just want to be rich. Right. Because again, I really thought that owning a business is the way to go. Mm-hmm. But then he told me, as a business owner, he already knows that no. <laughs> he told me no, it's not. Actually, there's so much risk involved in business that you can literally go broke, like broke, or go like in so deep deep that that yeah right for sure so he told me that people are actually better off just most people are just better off climbing the corporate ladder mm. so made me think <laughs> so present me inside was like no <laughs> i was still not paying well yeah i was thinking no no <laughs> <laughs> lying to me you just want to keep all the money yourself no, no. You whack me because I want to be like you. <laughs> yeah, but like, how many years later? Three, four years later, I'm here realizing that my multiple businesses is actually the reason why yeah. I'm not as free as I can be if sure. I just focus in my freelancing. Freelancing or like a court high-paying corporate job. Yeah. So, if now that of course you're in this position, right? And let's say people watch this and there's a similar position that. They are already working. They've climbed the ladder a few years. They're working a high-paying freelance or something job. So um, for you and your experience, you know, because you started productive, and now you have um, uh, influencer marketing agency as well, Abante. Mm-hmm. Abante so, marketing. Yeah. So how did you? So how did you know you had what it took already at that point to start those those ventures? Well, uh, how did I know? So I think I. I just really wanted to start something. Right. That's that's so like thinking about why do I have to start a business if it's not gonna pay me, mm. right? If it's not gonna give me as much money, why not just get another freelancing do- job that's right. gonna pay me the same amount mm-hmm. so I, I double my income? So starting business doesn't actually give you as much income right away. Not mm-hmm. in this, maybe in five years, ten right. years, so long, right? So why dedicate that time? And yeah, it made me think it's really my personality. I want to start something off my own, mm-hmm. right? So that's number one. And number two, I am able to start something off my own because I have my freelancing job. All right. Yeah, the stability yeah. of a you know a well-paying job, a consistent mm-hmm. exactly. job. Exactly. Because if I only have the business alone, I wouldn't be eating anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So for exactly. those listening, we are holding a Starbucks cup. That's what we are showing on camera. Yeah. But but yeah, I guess the stability, right, is a very important piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you have something um, allowed you to start. And I think, you know, productive since technically you're leading, but I have some part of it. I think it's also a, it's a mix of circumstance at the time. Meaning um, our workspace started because the co-working space started because we happen to have an office that we're not using mm-hmm. for the agency. Yeah. So it's so, more of an opportunity. Yeah, it was just an opportunity that was there for us to to get and try. It wasn't like we're putting all our eggs in that basket and mm-hmm. be like, That's let's a- go all in. Right? That was not the case Definitely. early yeah. on. So yeah, I think that's um that that makes a lot of sense. Okay. You started a business 
like way before I did. Right. How? Like, yeah. How about your story? For sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I look back at it and if I, if I think about it, I've technically never been employed. And when I started, when after I graduated, oh. technically, technically, now I am kind of <laughs> sure. freelancing. Yeah, you know, so it's mixed. But um, yeah, if you think about it, I was not employed. But if you think about it further, I guess on a more technical basis, I was employed for like two to three years, not two years before I finished, before I graduated, and before I started Oddman through my freelancing. Right. Mm-hmm. So technically, those were jobs, and it's a rel- relatively steady job because I worked for one of those clients for like you know two years, right? So that was technically mm-hmm. a job already. Okay. So I think I had the same kind of like situation where um, I was already earning. I had some experience already. Then I started something. I guess the difference is is that since it was freelance, mm-hmm. right? Um, I knew that there was a growing demand for my services, mm-hmm. right? And I decided to go take that freelance opportunity and grow it into an agency, okay. which is now, yeah, to add people um, and it becomes a business, right? Because now it can start running without you. Because freelance technically is like you're doing all the all the work, right? So like yeah. you're- so It's like a employee. business, but you're the, you're the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> freelance is still a business. It is, it is. Like mm. for those freelancers out there, you have a business for sure. Um, but you take it to the next level. If you're into an agency, you have team members, you're in an operation. Mm-hmm. So for me, I knew that I knew I had what it take to get there because people were already asking me if I could take on do more, do more, even if they knew I wouldn't do it for them anymore. Like I told them, oh. I'm at capacity, so like, like uh, you, Reynard, but yeah, me, I can't do it anymore. But if he's like, um, we can start, um, I can start building a team. I can make uh, find a way to make it work. Right, especially because my early clients were people I was I was collaborating with very closely, so they didn't really mind. Like you know, we were we were in the same groups and stuff, so I was very transparent. And they're like, "Yeah, sure, you know, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather trust you to manage that team than I would build a team of my own myself." Okay, right. So that kickstarted the agency, and that started that um, business. Right. Wow. So it was really it started just as. A- a client thing. Yeah, they might. But didn't you like think before that I really wanted to start something on my own? Oh, um, um, kind of like what we say, what we call business minded then. No, 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 for sure. Because like, oh, I come, really? yeah, no, because like I don't come from a family of business people. Unlike, you know, ah. people think I do like we see college right. and they're like, oh, this guy is like some amazing Chinese business. <laughs> I saw myself too well. But like, I, my family has, I mean, maybe far off but direct family my mom worked in bank and worked in government my dad worked in bank um also for a bit so wow we're not a bit i was not i was not raised knowing that we had the business how to be entrepreneurial okay my mom is allergic to entrepreneurship she's there (laughs) like like because there are times i remember after that when i already started something i tell her why don't we start a food business and stuff and she's like yeah, but then we never get started, right? But then I realized over a time, like, that is really not something for everyone, even if mm-hmm. they say they want it or, like, you know. So that's another topic. But, but yeah, I did not come from an entrepreneurial background, so I really just gave in to the demand. No information for me. Yeah, I, I was like, start a business. No, I was like, I'll make money, however that looks like. And oh. if there is more opportunity to make money, I'll just solve the problems on the way. So I'm more of a problem solver, mm-hmm. I guess, that got me to there. Oh, so that's a personality. Yeah, 
Yeah. Cause or, okay, that makes sense because the the client kind of like presented you a problem. Hey, yeah. I I need more suppliers. Yeah, I need more help. That was my demand. Yeah, so I was like, okay, let's let's solve that by building a team around it. That's so interesting. Okay, so our our personalities are you guys different that way? Yeah, because I never I never dream to be like, oh, I'll be a business. Because I don't even understand what a business looks like. It's a different for you because you guys had. Yeah, business. My my parents ran yeah. a business, so yeah. like an IT business. So you guys were you had experience seeing how it worked, client mm. service, you know, all these things. Yeah, well, just like you, my father was never employed for a long time. Yeah, just recently, actually. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. So that that that's that's another story in itself. So, um, yeah, I had experience. I already understood that the, you know, how businesses work. Mm. Although it wasn't really a large scale, there were they were only like two, three people mm-hmm. in their team, mm-hmm. and the rest were just you know contractuals and stuff. Sure. So, yeah, that really makes sense. Yeah. So for me, it was just solving demands as we go, and mm-hmm. yeah, the business grew, and from there we offshooted to different things because now the income was a bit stable, and but most of my experience was primarily in service-based businesses. So I grew from what I had. You know, I did not like jump off to a completely different industry or different pathline. Technically, I just climbed a ladder. Actually, it's just a freelancing ladder of like solo freelance and agency, yeah. and I started a different agency, right? But I think when we got together, one of the things we started together early on was we tried to get into e-commerce, e-commerce, right? And that was bad. <laughs> I mean, so we were really ambitious, and yeah. we were like. We were thinking big about it, so yeah. we invested like so money into it, like a huge chunk of our money. Huge chunk. For some people, it might be a little amount um, no, in terms of like capital. For us, at least, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, for us, it's capital was a and huge time. Chunk. We were wrapping those boxes ourselves. You, oh, you didn't yeah, record that we did the packaging. Yeah, even yeah, mom helped out. Yeah, our cousin, my cousins helped. Everyone helped. <laughs> we didn't really work with a warehouse. Like we did everything ourselves. Yeah. You know, we were really. Overthinking the packaging, we work with them. Mm-hmm. Just, and I signed those cards, personally. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought we worked out, but but yeah. So those were one of the cases that we thought we had what it took to start, because we thought we had had what it took because we were starting an e-commerce business similar to some clients we served at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. We so, thought because we because our thought process was we ran their marketing, we did well, we should be able to do something like replicate, same yeah. replicate, you know, with a similar kind of business and not exactly the same, but similar, you know. Boy, we were but. Yeah, it's just completely wrong, right? Like uh-huh. we realize after operating that there's e-commerce so many is a e-commerce is a different beast, beast, and not that it's harder or easier than service-based businesses. Each has its own challenges because service-based is also hard. It's just that you and I had no experience. zero experience in e-commerce. In e-commerce plus e-commerce in the Philippines, because yeah. our experience was e-commerce. We were balling internationally, like we could make a store grow from scratch, but. Like the Philippines, the market is totally completely different. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess that's one of the things that you know you need to internalize in terms of mm-hmm. you know you have what it takes is that you should have already had some relevant experience in the business. Just like how you know, um, example for I guess you guys in Abante, like the influencer stuff. Technically, it's new to you, but yeah. you've been in marketing for a while. Uh, You're a- an influencer yourself. No, uh, that's. There's actually there's actually like a, a thought process why I started like the whole influencer like thing, because it still started with the digital marketing experience. Mm-hmm. So 
we're running ads. Right. We're creating ads. And we know what ads work the best. Mm-hmm. They are user-generated content. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, so... Mike. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so they are user-generated content ads. So, you know, there is demand to these type of ads. There are even agencies that are just working with, like, content creators, editing them up and just giving them to, you know, different brands, right? right? So, I was thinking, uh, why, like... What makes it so special? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And I I know that it works differently. It's like it's also hard to crack, right? Yeah. So I started I started creating content myself, which ones that I just just to analyze which one which type of content actually works, mm-hmm. which one gets the most engagement, which mm-hmm. ones actually convert and stuff like that. And from that experience, I mean it's not long of an experience, but I I think I've created content for a year, yeah, mm-hmm. August, August of last year. So I've created content for a year already, and I've I've had like a few wins, um, a few like trending stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, main, like it made me realize, okay, maybe I already know what it takes to um, create content that will get, right. yeah, like maybe just enough attention, mm-hmm. right? And so I wanted to like teach brands how to not really teach but help brands how to get influencers and teach influencers how to create that content for that brand right right hence the band the marketing was born so similar to you mm-hmm. it wasn't something completely new to me as yeah. well mm-hmm. so i just knew from the, my digital marketing experience that ugc or mm-hmm. user generated content right was needed in digital marketing right so <laughs> yeah, so unlike our experience with e-commerce, we were like, oh yeah, we think we know because you know we ran we ran ads for e-commerce, but if not operated an e-commerce brand, we have not ran an e-commerce marketing campaign in the Philippines. Um, we had no experience at all of this one, and augment and our relatively successful experiences are those that we had some relevant experience first, yeah. and then we went into it. Um, so I think that's a a really important piece. Like if you're looking to uh, assess, you know, if you're, yeah, what it takes to start a business, you ask yourself like, um, the business I'm about to get into or I'm considering, is it something that mm. I have some experience? You don't have to master it, there's no, you know. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to be a master of it, but like you need to have at least some experience um, so that you know what you're doing and you can learn faster rather than someone with completely no experience at all. Yeah. Right. So to try to answer the question, mm-hmm. like, do you have what it takes to start a business? Mm-hmm. Well, let let let's start to like enumerate what are the things that you have to um, have or right. know, right? So initially, again, you said just some experience to whatever industry you're going into. Yeah, some you know, if you came from, if maybe let's say if you worked in a textile company or something, mm-hmm. maybe you start something in fabric or you know clothing or whatever it is. So. Yeah. Start something. I we recommend it when you assess a business and you ask if you have what it takes. You should have had some yeah. experience. Mm. And if you do not have experience, right, or have very little experience, that's where kind of like having the time to learn it matters. And which mm-hmm. is number two, right? Which is making sure you have probably don't leave your main income source or job uh-uh. immediately just to start a business. Yeah. And make sure you don't can leave it, it yet. Yeah, don't leave it yet. Um, you should probably, especially if it's a business that you're starting that's new, mm-hmm. especially that you gotta give yourself time to learn it. And that if it fails, you will live. Because, mm. you know, I think in terms sure. of 
business, it's really, it's a numbers game. It's a game of like consistency, persistence. Mm -hmm. Your goal is just not to have no more chances, mm. which is you should be, you should put yourself in a position that you can try again. But if you put all your eggs in one basket, which sometimes works out there, success stories like that, mm -hmm. but that is the, that's the one out of 10. Nine times yeah. out of 10, you start a business, you're going to fail. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to get back up, learn, try again. Yeah. And you cannot do that if you do not have a kind of like a main income source that's still yeah. running. So this is actually um, just trying to relate it to some people who are actually fortunate enough who are still maybe like supported by the parents. Mm -hmm. So like, like you, you also started freelancing, mm -hmm. not letting go of your college. But that was also a good opportunity for you because you were supported by your mom. Yes. So this is actually still applicable to people who are n not necessarily working. But if like you are supported by your parents or um, then you can still start. Yeah. Right? You should start. You should. <laughs> the perfect. Yeah. You should make the most out of the support. Um, yeah. and yet to try to be able again to try again mm. right so don't be like oh yeah because I want to be completely independent before I start anything that's mm. like make the most out of any resource you have in front of you yeah right? exactly cool it's number two um, on our list uh, we have number three which is the network right I network that's something we did really discuss but I think network is the reason why um, um, what do you call this the e-commerce side failed I think because we did not know enough people in the right places to yeah. get it going. Even on logistics, we didn't. Yeah, logistics, no Logistics was a big part in e-commerce. Yeah. So, so we did not have, have the right yeah. people. We didn't have the right mentors to help us. Mm -mm. Right. So um, when you, I guess, assess, you know, who you, when you start a business, you got to ask yourself, like, do I have the right network to support its launch? Like, do you know the right people? Mm -hmm. Do you know? Like, do you know maybe a promoter or maybe it's a product, yeah. service? Like, um, example, maybe I know you've been wanting to go into the music industry. Uh -huh. Like, the question, you know, we have to ask ourselves is, are we in touch with the right people to help us, yeah. you know, have a good start, right? Because mm. it's most of this is really a business, especially in the Philippines, I think. Yeah. Business is really a yeah. people game. It's a who you know mm. game. So, in like... When I started abandoned marketing um, with my partners, um, it was actually the network that made it easier to start as well. Because mm. again, I started content creating. Right. It was also easy for me to start content creation because I know a lot of friends mm -hmm. um, that are actually content creators themselves. So I right. have like one, two, three, four, four, four mm. people. <laughs> four people who are um, close to me. And um, yeah, there are also a few who are like uh, people that I know of, right? Yeah. So um, now that I like like starting a band marketing, of course you need to reach out to influencers. It's easy for me to reach out to them because again, they're my friends, right? Yeah. And um, one of the uh, one of the co-founders of Abante is actually an influencer herself. Mm. Uh, she's pretty known in um, like TikTok and Instagram as well. In her niche as well so um she already has ideas on how brands reach out to her as well right so it was easier for us to build how to like reach out to influencers yeah. also another plus is that you, since you work in augment you were able to test 
a service also with one of our yeah clients, yeah know? so so it was easy for us to get clients because yeah. we already had a network of clients yeah so again assessing your resources especially your network mm-hmm. is very important like ask yourself you know you might be thinking like oh it's i'm i'm like that's so weird. I am using my friends. <laughs> no, like, you know, it's, yeah. you're, that's opportunity. You know, if your friends are real, they're going to help you. <laughs> so, you know, is that conversation. Yeah. So, um, yeah, re- take a hard look at your network and see, like, if there's any, you know, connections you have that might help you get started. Because it makes all the difference on top of the other things we mentioned. Amen. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, well, that's the third. Yeah, right. third. Mm-hmm. Four is, says here, um, capital. Right, so people think capital. you need capital. Uh, you know, it's one of the key things that you gotta think yeah. about before starting. Yeah. But so people, from what people understand, capital is money. Yeah. But it's not necessarily like not all the time money. Yeah. Capital could be any resources. Mm-hmm. It can be time. Right. Um, it can be yeah. Uh, like uh, what do you call this? Knowledge. Mm-hmm. It can be money right. as well. Right, can be all so for sure. Capital is how much can you put? Yeah. How much of your resources? How much of your time can you put? How much knowledge can you put? So in service-based companies, um, if you're working and you're wanting to start like a service-based company, and you don't have like, of course, uh, enough capital to start, um, you also have to think about. Do I still have time mm-hmm. on top of the time that I spend on the company I'm working currently working in mm-hmm. to start a service-based company? Right. Right. Makes sense. So yeah. it's not just money. It's you also have to think about do I have enough time in my yeah. day? <laughs> For sure. And like, um, and with that point, if you do not have the money but you do have the time, uh-uh. like you can start, a, like you said, a service-based mm-hmm. company because most people will have time. Like if you don't have time, you don't have money, then. Okay. That's not true. You have time. <laughs> you know, if you're watching this, you have time. <laughs> so, so you know, you just gotta. If you think that you don't have the monetary capital to get started and use your time, Mm-mm. start something service based because that's easy to get started. It's yeah. a low barrier to entry. Mm-mm. You don't need to like pull together hundreds of thousands to start a franchise, start like some sort of store. Mm-hmm. You can just do a service. Whatever you do, you can you know you can market thing. There's mm-hmm. design. There's so many things. Whatever you're doing now in your current job or whatever you graduated from, you can start a service-based, you know, mm-hmm. something. Sell something. Sell, sell what you do. Mm-hmm. Right? It's yeah. very possible. Start there. And that's how you can build up the capital to then start something physical maybe yeah. or something that's Or maybe let's expand that service-based yeah. reinvest right? the Reinvest that, that money. So you do not necessarily need monetary capital when you're assessing, like, do I have what it takes to start? Mm-hmm. And... Also, a key part of all of these, right, that we just discussed, if you are lacking in any of it, example, you don't have the network, you feel like, example me, I feel like I'm very introverted. Like, I do not want to really connect with people and stuff. You've been better. I'm, I've been a lot better, but it's not naturally me, right? Mm-hmm. So if I had been more real with myself when I started that business, mm-hmm. I'm the business I had before, um, I should have found the right people to partner with to augment those weaknesses, right? So, for example, if you really want to start like a, a store or like a physical location because you feel like that's your passion, you have the experience, you have the network, you don't have the money, mm-hmm. then you have to find someone who you can potentially partner with that that's their strength. Maybe they have the access to capital, maybe they're weak in other areas you're strong at. Mm-hmm. So finding the right people to partner with is also a very important piece when assessing okay. if you are ready or do you have what it takes to start um, mm-hmm. a business. Now it's not only you, it's gonna be you and someone. 
Yeah. Very important. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, if you know how to do everything, which like most people don't. don't. (laughs) (laughs) Most people do not know. Like, of of course. But yeah, it's like business actually has a lot of aspects, right? Um, it's, It's better that all of those aspects are covered, but most of the time, one person cannot. Yeah. So just started with the right people. So these people, ideally, also business minded, also same have values yeah as you yeah do. same values as do. Um, they also have probably another source of income that in case whatever business you guys are starting, you know, you don't you don't kill each other blaming. Um, right. Yeah. The spray will be swelled because of you. You know. So yeah. So basically, having the same thought process is what we discussed earlier. For sure. Yeah. Right. So, so it, it, it's actually pretty true for me. Like, for example, productive. Um, I really am not the strongest person when it comes to, like, uh, link, like legal stuff, like business permits and everything. I just do not have the, the, the capacity to comprehend. Like, I do have, um, he, uh, like, a very strong passion when it comes to um, hosp- the hospitality industry, mm-hmm. so making people feel like they're welcomed or like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because my mom was in the hospitality industry, so uh, again, experience. Right? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and so I partnered with um, one of my high school best friends, and he was um, he graduated uh, accounting. Mm-hmm. And um, he also is knowledgeable when it comes to like legal stuff or law. He actually wanted to become a lawyer. So um, that's when we found that, you know, uh, he, he just fits the missing piece, right? Mm-hmm. So he as well is kind of like, you know, he, he's not really the most, um, uh, what do you call this, um, welcoming person. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's not the right, sorry, Joseph. <laughs> But, you know, he, he's a bit awkward when it comes to, like, trying to please people. Mm-hmm. And that's very important in when it comes to hospi- the hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we just kind of have, like, fit, right, the each other's missing piece. Right. For sure. So, yeah, so when assessing if you have a start business, assess, like, what's your strengths, what's your weaknesses across all those things, experience, network, mm-hmm. um, kind of, like, um, where you're at in terms of your life and stuff, capital and all that. And then, you know, if you are missing out on certain key areas, then mm-hmm. find someone who you can partner with. You don't always have to partner, but, you know, if I were to have a choice, you know, now that you've started multiple things, yeah, definitely I'm going to, you know, I, I choose to partner with someone on certain ventures mm-hmm. because yeah, it's not also just the the skills, but it's also the kind of like you have more people who would want it to win. You have a bigger network mm-hmm. because you share those resources now. So yeah. So yeah. So it's more than just the skill side that matters. Yeah, I think one thing to take note of is that we say partner, mm-hmm. not hire. Yeah. So it's different when you hire people because, of course, um, hiring you'll have to pay them. <laughs> so you have to pay them, and in reality, in the first few months or years in the business, you're not earning anything. Yeah. So if you partner with someone again, ideally someone who has like. Um, Another source of income. It, it, well, it depends, you know, not always because yeah. that person is super rich or, you know. That's so, not a source of income. Okay, fine. Right? Like, technically, that is still a source of income. They can live without the business. Right. So, um, yeah. So, the point is, I think it's better if you start with a partner rather than you hire someone to help you grow 
the business that you have or to try to fill that empty spaces because again there is risk a lot of risk especially at the start of a business right for sure um again it's flexible though it's not black or white depends because like i was able to start augment without any partners but look where that got me we almost closed it ah. but still you know uh there are some relative success but again it depends right ah. so you have to really see it case by case but still again if i were asked to do it all over again i would have partnered properly so I, I do recommend that as well. Yeah. And I guess our last piece um, is just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it, right? So like, do you have what it takes? The answer is most likely yes. Because as you saw, even if you are missing in some of these things, like maybe you don't have the right experience, mm -hmm. uh, maybe you don't have the network, you can find people who, uh, who will help you start there, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, there's no real reason not to try it. As long as you adhere to that first thing as well, which is, you know, make sure you don't quit your job or like mm -hmm. quit your main source of income. If you have some sort of support right now and you have the extra time, yes. you definitely have what it takes to start a business. Mm -hmm. Just follow some of the things we talked about and just do it. You know, if you don't have the monetary capital, start with a service, right? Mm -hmm. If you really want to start a physical business, you need to put in some, you know, uh, like monetary capital and find someone yeah. who can help you with that. It's doable. You mm -hmm. just got to get yeah. started. So one of the things that actually, um, like, time, of course, that's, that's easy to find, mm -hmm. right? You, you can just lose some sleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you can lose some sleep. Yeah. But um, I think what's very hard, uh, at least uh, for me personally, is that I do not have some experience. Mm. So how do you actually quantify some experience? Because that's what people think they do not have enough. Right. Most of the time, yeah. they do not have enough experience to start a business on, on the industry or yeah on the, on the business like for example if i'm working in a in another industry let's say mm -hmm. digital marketing mm -hmm. marketing what if i wanted to start like like something very different mm -hmm. something don't, not connected at all <laughs> that's what you said yeah like, don't do it start where you're not connected and if you do it you know the risk just goes up yeah but i think my point is you can actually try to get some experience at the side. Yeah, exactly. That's why, like, that's what we said, which is like, you know, don't let go of your main thing. So you, if you really want to jump into something exactly. new, you can do it slowly over time, uh -uh. right? So don't let go of your main thing. Because some people think, oh, I got to start a business, I'll quit everything, you know, yeah. don't do it. So, so yeah, I think that's it. I think that's a really nice list of stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening in. I hope that it was helpful, informative, mm -hmm. and I hope that kind of inspired you. Not kind of, but I hope it really inspired you to start something of your own. Yep. Talk to you guys in the next one. See you guys.